0: Salt and light, along with water, oil, bread and wine, are the things of this earth that have been raised into the sacramental life of the Church. They each play a part in bringing the supernatural life of grace into our natural human lives. We're probably all very familiar with bread, wine and water, to a lesser extent, light, but perhaps to an even lesser extent, salt. At holy baptism, a lighted candle is presented to the newly baptized one with the words, Receive the light of Christ. And he or she is encouraged, generally through the parents and godparents, to keep this flame of faith alive and to walk always as a child of the light. Candles and light are also essential for Holy Mass, not just as decorations, but to remind us of the light that Christ is for us and to rekindle memories of that great light of the Paschal candle that burns to proclaim that Christ is risen from the dead and has scattered the darkness of sin and death. To be used as a sacramental salt is both blessed and exorcised. It can be sprinkled around houses and other buildings, particularly at the doorways, to keep the home free from the encroachment, encroachments of the devil and his demons. It can also be used in cooking and consumed. Our Lord gives salt and light a further meaning in the Gospel. He expects us to be salt and light for the world. In the age in which he walked this earth, salt was precious because of its preservative power and it was a symbol of purity and permanence. Without electricity and gas, light in the home of the Holy Family at Nazareth and in all dwellings, was a precious commodity. But back to us. If we are to be salt and light for the world, what does that mean? Every disciple of Christ is responsible, in his or her own measure, for the spread of the faith. This may make us uneasy because we know our own unworthiness and our sins. However, we must remember and take heart that because we are the people of God, redeemed by Christ and baptised in him, they're not because of anything we have done. We are marked by characteristics that clearly distinguish us from all other religious, ethnic, political, or cultural groups. So, there should be a transparency to our lives. Our faith and our daily activities must be seamlessly one. As we know, a Sunday Christian, or a Catholic who comes nowhere near the church on Sunday, not only will not be capable of being a witness to faith but also if he or she does speak out on matters of faith, there is the possibility of seeming somewhat hypocritical. We must be people who not only are good, but who do good deeds. These good deeds include upright behaviour, as we hear from the prophet Isaiah. We must speak the truth with courage like St. Paul did to the Corinthians. We must do works of justice, that is, conduct our affairs with justice and show mercy towards the hungry, the oppressed and the homeless, not turn away from our own kin and family. We have both a right and a duty to behave these ways, both in our private dealings with people and in public life. One quality that is always necessary for carrying out all this is generosity. Another we need, especially in our culture, is courage in the face of rejection and possible oppression. Our Lord expects much of us, but not in a demanding or a cruel way like that of a master to a slave. No, he is so desirous of sharing his mission to save the world with us that he wants us to be images of him in the world. We are the salt, but he adds us to flavour the world. We are the light, but it is not our own light that must shine, but rather his light. In all our good deeds, there come moments where we must step aside and allow Christ the Saviour to be seen. Laudato Jesus Christus.